Welcome to the Saniac Podcast. I'm sorry, we're figuring out this new live system where you guys can get notifications for them uh, and have it easy because I know it's been a big issue for a lot of people uh, not being able to access the lives um, or not being able to get notified. So we're trying this new system and hopefully we'll get it down pat for next week. But welcome to the Saniac Podcast. For all of you that are new here, this is the Saniac Podcast where we host live weekly recaps of MTV's The Challenge. We also have cast interviews. We do challenge news, lots of fun quizzes, written recaps, memes, and honestly, so much more. We are just a one-stop shop for all things The Challenge. So we hope you guys tune in weekly. We're here every single week after The Challenge around this time uh, to recap the episode. And uh, hopefully we'll have more interviews as well during our 3.30 slot. Um, so we'll keep you guys posted on that. A little announcement for next week. We will have a special guest uh, that will be substituting for Zach uh, in his spot for the recap. So I'm excited about that. And we'll announce that more uh, later in the week once it comes closer. And I am Shawnee Suisa, a podcast producer from Los Angeles and a challenge aficionado. And this is... My name is Zach. I am best friends with Kayla now. So... <laughs> Best friends with Kayla and um, porn uh, co-stars. Yeah, porn, with sorry, Shane. Porn co-stars with Shane. Um, yep. So you know he's got the uh, he's got the the little duo going on there. Uh, Everything's did, looking up for me right now. We did hear back from Shane, and uh, we do think he's going to come on for an interview soon. So we'll keep you guys posted about all that good stuff. He he said that he would, but like he really needs our fans to hype this up and to like everyone to encourage him to do it so we're gonna need <laughs> yeah. you guys to really step it up if, if that's what you want to see he needs a shit ton of five-star reviews on itunes too before it comes <laughs> on so just so you guys know i mean if you yeah. really want him to come on here we're gonna need like at least 20 more five-star reviews so just go ahead and pile those on for us you know no big deal um yeah <laughs> i think we have to address a few things though from that comment section in the kayla interview before we get started here some really good ones guys Thank that you. was golden somebody <laughs> throwing a dig at our 80 live Viewers, little did they know, like that was impressive for us, and we were pretty excited. <laughs> that was our most. We got up in, in, yeah, we got up pretty high. That was our most live viewers. We got, time. we were almost at a hundred. I mean, come yeah. on, people, that's fucking improvement right there. Massive thank you to all the fans who've been tuning in because our numbers this season have just skyrocketed compared to last season. I think it's probably partly because the challenge has just been so much better. This season has been so much better. People actually want to tune in for more content from this season instead of just you know some bullshit you know final record crap that we had last time uh so thank you guys all so much for tuning in we really 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 appreciate it and of course criticism is uh our favorite thing Stephen carmichael is in the comment <laughs> section today our absolute uh, favorite critique yeah we're big Stephen fans we don't shy away from criticism at no. all we embrace it bring it talk your shit you know come in and do it it's fine with us we'll, we'll talk it right back to you if we want to yeah, and one of my favorites was definitely the bias comment. Uh, Erlene put that down in the in the comments right now. And it was hilarious oh, because yeah. I think what happens is people assume that if you're being nice to a person, you're being biased to them. Because we're not going to, like, grill into somebody who's coming on air, spending their time, you know, giving us some gossip and tea from whatever, you know, stupid show it is that we're watching at the time. Like, we're not going to bitch them out on the fucking air. That's just not what we do. We're not. And that's not fake. That's kindness. 
I, I <laughs> and it's I a good really interview style. <laughs> like, what, what should we have? Should we have been like Kayla? You're uh, you're a bitch. We hate you. Like yeah. no, Kayla, you're um, mean all the time. Bully, yeah. bully, bully. <laughs> like explain yourself. Explain yourself. No. And you want to know what? If we had Kara on here, just FYI, as much as we have been criticizing her, and as much as Zach actually hates her, I would have <laughs> I would have a hard line on the fact that we're gonna have her on here with a ton of kindness. That's just the um, way it's gonna be. We we are fair and impartial to our guests. I, I I we didn't shy away from bad stuff that Kayla's done. We were like, yo, obviously you you know were in the wrong for what you did to Kaylee, uh, but you learned from it and you grew as a person. And that's why I want to have Cara Maria on here because I want to say, Cara, here are things that you've done that maybe some people, including myself, would find questionable. Have you grown from that? Have you learned from it? And the reason I don't like Cara is because she doesn't learn from that shit. She doesn't learn from it. She doesn't grow. Show me the growth. Well, we don't know if she doesn't or not, but we do know that she repeats a lot of bad behaviors. And um, we also know, or I guess now I'm going to announce it to the world right now, Shawnee is really losing her luster for Kara, and she is gaining a whole lot of love for Polly and Kyle. Let me tell you, <laughs> those two might just be my boys this season. I am loving their fight. It's making me like them so much more. Like, the more they argue the more I enjoy watching them. And honestly, Kyle, like, we're going to get more into it in terms of the details of why I like him this episode, but boy, did I love Kyle this episode in so many ways. And I just think that Shawnee from Final Reckoning, you know, introducing Kyle into the challenge world, who absolutely hated him, and he was number one cunt in the whole planet for me. I mean, <laughs> things are just changing. Like, it's just crazy how that can happen. And again, you know, we always say this, but just a reminder, because we haven't emphasized it a lot this season, you know, for all of our new listeners, we analyze these people as characters on the show. When they come on to interview with us, then they're human. They're the people giving us real insight behind the characters that they are that we see on the screen. Our recaps is a different story. These people are characters on the show, all right? So we're not hating on the actual people. We're just analyzing them for what they are, which is literally on our screen. Um, and, you know, along those same lines, we got called out on Twitter and things like that, you know, for hating on certain people on the podcast and promoting love on Twitter. What we do to speak to cast on social media is completely separate. We are always going to be nice. We might throw a little something out there, but we're never going to throw a bunch of gross hate towards one person or another. And we think it's really vile to do that, but we sure as hell will analyze some people. And um, let's just say Kara is not going to be analyzed very nicely this episode. I, I have, I mean, there is so much. One, I was never the biggest fan of Kyle, but it's like, I mean, it's really hard to not respect what this fucking dude did tonight. And on top of that, like he's just showing more sides as a competitor. Mm -hmm. um, he, he has always had pretty strong social game, as evidenced by his performance as a rookie on Vendettas through now. But he actually, uh, and we will talk about an epic, epic elimination tonight. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about Kyle. Uh, but overall, honestly, Shani, I think the place where we should start is the very recent drama. Uh, we didn't really touch on this in our interview with Kayla. We wanted to save it for this episode. Ah, uh, um, yes. That's involving, true. We yes, sort of skip, uh, we've been skipping our precaps, you know, this season, just jumping right into the episodes. But this is something that pertains to the episodes. We definitely have to discuss it um, from last week. And it's quite juicy in terms of what happened to Amanda during the fight. Zach, did you watch the full Davon recap? Because I watched it and it was great. I didn't watch the Devon recap. I watched the Kara live, um, yeah. which was God. 
and I don't use this word lightly, like it was disgusting. Mm. Um, I actually walked away from that live with a lot of respect for Pauly. Me too. Um, that's who, why I started like, liking him a lot. Yeah, well, like I, I don't know how you continue. can't respect that. Like, like, like Paul. No, 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 that's cool. Like Pauly, uh, even though like he's with somebody who feels the complete opposite and who is wrong, by the way, a hundred percent. Pauly was like, no, um, it was it was messed up. Production, you know, helped some people out, and uh, it, it wasn't cool. And and like the look on Kara's face as she's trying to process that, because for you guys that don't know, let, let's 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 put it into perspective yeah, let's, what happened here let's give let's give everybody an example or sorry let's give everybody a summary of what went down so basically during the fight with bananas and amanda and everybody and the exorcism and that whole thing later on that evening um you know at one point they didn't show this but bananas kyle and theo had got amanda and actually tied basically tied her up uh you know put tape all around her face mummified her face uh and her mouth you know just like very very excessive i mean it's a really scary thing especially three guys on you you know even if that's starting off as a joke like that shit is fucking terrifying to have your physical like your physical body held back by three guys then gagged and taped i mean that's scary as fuck and so amanda was going through that you know obviously people were maybe laughing at first and then what happened was she started crying and panicking because like any human being you would panic in that kind of a situation and I mean, it's pretty insane that nobody stopped it, that it took a really long time for it to end. You know, I think uh, what happened towards when when Amanda started panicking, she finally got loose. She came into the bathroom, saw Devon or in the hallway. They both went to the bathroom to try and get the tape out of her hair because it was stuck everywhere. It was pulling hair out like she was. I mean, it was just crazy. And Theo, who who saw that it was getting bad, you know, almost instantly when things went awry, went into the bathroom to help them with the tape, said sorry. Um, also, apparently, Kyle really did apologize. He felt really bad. Uh, but Banana sort of brushed it off, didn't really care, uh, which just shows a lot about his character. And, you know, the way that Devon was saying it and the way she was explaining the story was almost just horrifying to hear that, like, people would think it was okay to play a game like that i'm all for pranks like i'm all for pranks okay you know shit in someone's bed you know moving someone's whatever <laughs> i mean not actually shit like put shit in someone's okay. bed. like put, right. put like potato chips in someone's bed or put like a i don't know giant cement swan in someone's bed you know things like classic shit that we've seen on the show fine but to i mean to physically it's just crazy and what's even crazier to me is this is uh, completely in line with the precedent that Buna Murray has set by banning people like Kenny and Evan for physical, uh, you know, for crossing physical boundaries. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's the same thing. It's crazy to me because you always hear stories about Johnny being involved in things like this and Johnny not really understanding some of those lines and being a perpetrator and he's still doing it. Um, and what this led to was, uh, so Davon did her recap and then we got a live either yesterday or two days ago, I think, from mm-hmm. Kara uh, and Polly was there. And it was just standard stuff, them being all over each other. Polly was like cooking her dinner or something. And then she started reading some of the comments and people were asking questions and people asked about what happened to Amanda. And her reaction, like quite honestly, like it, it made me sick. Um, she first tried to play it off. She's like, uh... No, I wasn't there. I don't remember anything. Yeah, she happening. was like, "Oh, did that happen?" Like, I don't, I didn't remember that. Mm-hmm. But she did, and she did it with like a wink and a nod. Which, yeah, which is like, which is horrible. Like, if you stand, if, if you're someone who stands for women empowerment, and you run an entire like stand army because you're an empowered female, and to do that, and then Polly, 
as we already said, like stepped up big time. And Paul was like, mm. no, it happened. And it was messed up. Production covered for some people. Um, it, it was really messed up. Like that shouldn't happen. And then Kara, again, starts playing it off like, oh, yeah, I guess um, they like wrapped her up or something after she wrapped kept her up everyone. in bed sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. After she kept everyone up all night being annoying and crossing lines with everyone. My mind was fucking blown. Fucking blown. It's just so frustrating because it's the same thing over and over again when it comes to people that people dislike. It's like you need to be able to separate yourself for half a second from your bestest friends in the world that you want to defend versus like genuinely horrible actions that people are committing. You know, with Devin and Bananas, you know, when I took the stance that was sort of like I get where Bananas was coming from. It was just kind of crazy. And then instantly the next day I saw in all the groups, everybody fucking hating on Devin. It mm -hmm. made me feel like, whoa, I thought I was going to be in the minority opinion, not a bunch of fucking assholes going after Devin, you know, when someone really said something fucked up to him. Like, it was just really weird. And this is the same sort of story. Everyone's, you know, supporting Bananas, saying it's a joke. Like, or not everyone, but Kara, so blatantly supporting Bananas when it was really fucked up. Like, you don't do that. That is just a, that's a criminal thing. Like, that's not acceptable by any means. And so I really think it shows a lot about someone's character. I don't, I don't, like, ruthlessly back my friends or family when they do mm -mm. I'm like loud when they do shitty things. I'm like, what are you doing? You idiot asshole. Like stop that behavior. And I would hope they would do the same for me because God knows I need someone to check myself sometimes. I mean, especially when I get loud and shit, like I need somebody who's going to tell me that that's not okay. And I expect that in my closest friends. And if they don't, then they're not my friends. They're just random. Yes. People that are surrounding me. And you know, it's just a shitty, it's a shitty thing to watch people try and justify it and downplay it and act like it's fine, you know? And it wasn't it, just blankets, like taping someone's what, mouth. What, like, what concerns me is that um, Kara in that moment is acting the way that her fans act, where she's, you know, she hates Amanda and she likes Johnny. So even though one person, Amanda, is clearly a victim in that situation and Johnny is clearly wrong for what he did, she's going to defend the person that she's friends with and she's mm -hmm. going to keep stoking the flames for the person that she hates. And that's exactly what her stands do. She's enabling that behavior. And uh, Shani, what this led to, and what you and I like to talk about all the time is crazy shit that's happening on Facebook. Um, if you guys have not seen the challenge fans thread on the car live last night, first and foremost, you won't be able to comment on it because the comments got shut down like <laughs> immediately. Um, it's one of the, please look up this thread on challenge fans. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Like the people that were defending Kara and defending Johnny and saying that Amanda can burn in hell. Uh, my Now it's to be horrible. fair, it's horrible. To be fair, there was a lot of people in there who were like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, like there's, there was a lot of rational people in there, but just to see enough people in there who are so blind that they react that way, it's, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Definitely. And you know, the, what we're saying doesn't necessarily mean that you have to stop supporting that person. You could still support Johnny. You could still be best friends with him, but you mm -hmm. don't have to support every single one of their actions. Like really good people do really shitty things sometimes. In fact, all of the time, you know, so you can actually be great friends with someone and say no in that situation. And in that moment, they fucked up and I really don't support that fuck up, but I do support them and I hope they've grown and learned from this. But instead, Car just doubles down. You know, all they do is just double down on this insanity and it's really shitty to watch especially when I just feel so bad like Amanda is someone who's 
I mean, I don't know. I just feel really bad. And honestly, Davon gave a lot of insight into Amanda's character and into the fact that, you know, with her causing drama in the house, a lot of that wasn't just to stir shit up, but it was to actually put another target on somebody else other than herself. So that way Johnny would pick, you know, a Zach choice uh, instead of her going into the elimination. And I think it was a very smart move of her. And I think because of the way that they've set themselves up socially in the house now, I mean, it seems like Josh and Amanda are doing pretty well. They were voted in and they were the only team in that tribunal who didn't go into that elimination bottom line um and i agree with that totally uh bottom line is it is not cool for this mob mentality to think that you can say shit about amanda and do shit about amanda or do shit to amanda just because she made like a comment about Kara's horse when she was drunk last season it's really fucked up and you guys are like clueless really clueless a lot of you not our viewers not our fans zach how many i'd actually love to ask the saniacs this guys how many people do you think would sign a keep johnny bananas off the challenge petition because of what he did to amanda i mean honestly like i think that's a feasible request and i would actually go about writing that petition if it didn't also include my new favorite person kyle and theo <laughs> yeah and and uh, that that is the interesting part because kyle was apparently a part of this and here, here we are talking about him which um i i don't know i i would i haven't seen his comments on it yet i'd be very interested to see what he said about how he was involved or what what mm. went down from his perspective um with johnny this dude's getting himself into some hot fucking water. Like you heard that there was um, some potential issues. Apparently there was like an issue on set of that, uh, that clone show. Yeah. Game um, of clones. Yeah. So, so they, they like scrapped his, his episode or something. Wait, is it called um, game of clones? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is. Okay. 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 So, um, so yeah, so he actually, <laughs> Hey Steven, he, um, he actually, uh, got in some hot water for sexual harassment. So they aren't airing his episode. So, I mean, it's pretty crazy what's going on and how patient they're being with him. But I, I don't know. I'm curious to see. I kind of hope that he just goes on to first look and sort of leaves the challenge behind now because, you know, Wes was talking shit about this new generation on Twitter and blah, blah, blah. And I know it's like customary and stuff, but I have to tell you, Zach, I am so pleased with this new generation of challengers like they are fucking killing it i don't really want to see a lot of these like you know we're begging for ogs to come back i'm kind of not in the mood for that i actually want more new people they're they're smashing it i want more theos more bears more georgias i want more zahitas i want more d's i literally want more new people more joshes are you kidding me like josh is fucking tv amanda new gen from ayto and she's fantastic davon new gen from bb and she's fantastic like i'm sorry but i'm kind of over bringing back you know 45 year old to compete i mean here's here's a great suggestion take johnny's spot Kara's spot and ct's spot all of them have been on the last however many seasons in a row or most of them uh don't invite them back next season and put legends in their place mm. a simple solution so instead of johnny we get alton instead of ct we get landon and instead of Kara, we get you know tori mm -hmm. or kendall or rachel robinson okay problem solved done Oh, I'm down for that. I'm okay, down for that. Go. There's those spots right there. I think everybody would be down with that. Who would you rather see on a season? Johnny or Landon? Johnny or Alton? Like, come on, man. Alton or Landon, easy, hands down. There's <laughs> actually there's actually no contest in that right there. Um, yep. All right, so let's go into this episode now. Um, we start off the episode with them entering the house, leaving the elimination. Um, and this is when you start seeing Zach and Jenna 
talk uh, about you know who's cheering for who and Kyle cheering for Johnny the whole time and whatever and it really shows the maturity in someone like Zach versus someone like Kara who went to literally stir shit up by telling you know Zach that Kyle was cheering Mm -hmm. for her this is the shit that people care about in middle school like you know how we were talking we asked Kayla what her deal was with Nani I mean I literally have a friendship right now in my life that I was best friends with this girl in high school right she introduced me to her best friend from college later on I became best friends with her friend from college i absolutely love this girl she's now one of my closest friends you know i see her every time she's back in la and because of that my high school best friend sort of just dropped me you know what i mean and it's like Mm -hmm. i i i didn't have time for that like i haven't experienced that since i was in high school and so the fact that somebody would try and make it a big deal that somebody else was cheering when they had two friends up on the fucking podium it's like I don't know. It just seems it just seems so childish. It's like a childish pot that they're trying to stir. And I'm happy that Zach didn't even give in to any of that bait. And, you know, he went right up to Kyle and squashed it instantly, which is exactly how I would have handled it with any of my friends. And, you know, Kyle's response was exactly as I would hope that my friends would have done. Um, <laughs> yes, Michael, I can actually put a background on if you guys want. Although last time. I had the War of the Worlds background on and I flipped it on Photoshop because I thought it would be mirrored and then it ended up being mirrored twice. So then it was backwards on the live, which was just hilarious in so many ways. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so then we go into uh, the Daily Challenge. And I mean, this, you know, the fact that it was only a minute before the Daily Challenge, it sets you up for such a good pacing. You you just get so excited by it. I mean, I can't believe we're watching the same show. Isn't it isn't it just kind of crazy how it's happening like that? I feel like I feel like we're so privileged now compared to what it was last season where we would have like half a challenge in one episode. Uh, this this goes back to like invasion as we always say like I just crawled through the desert for mm. like four seasons and now we're at an oasis. And you can already honestly it doesn't it doesn't really matter what else happens this season. It's already been so much better. And and I can already tell you, like, there's no way this season's going to take a dip. Like, it, it, this season is set up. You got the tired mm. people out of there, minus one person who needs to go. And this shit is on fire. I'm hyped. Yeah, it's true. We're getting, I mean, it's just, we're, I, I, we're just getting a lot more content than we were last season. Like, to the point where we want these episodes to be longer and more spread out. Whereas last season, we were like, fucking hell, why are you putting such horrible shit on here? Like, be done with this. Get to the challenge already, you know? Uh, so, you know, I like it. We're being spoiled. I'm really appreciative of it. All right. So daily challenge called there it is. Fallout. <laughs> is it the right way this time? I need to make sure about that. I think so. All right. At least cool. for me, it is. <laughs> okay. So daily challenge fallout. Here's the breakdown. There's a giant steel structure suspended 100 feet off of the ground. There's a 10-foot beam with a platform on top of it and a stage. One of them is on top of the beam and the other is on the little stage. When teacher says go, they need to swing the beam back and forth to sort of build momentum as their partner jumps from the stage onto the beam and then launches from the beam to ring a bell that's like also like this miniature beam that they have to sort of hit. Then their time is stopped. The three, t- the three teams with the fastest times form the tribunal. If they fall, they're eliminated. So it's a pretty basic challenge. I was pretty excited with it. I like the look of it. It's a heights challenge. It's kind of scary. It reminds me a lot of that. um, What was that one uh, where they had to jump onto the bag and hold on together? Do you remember what I'm talking about? And then the other person didn't want to jump on their back. Like, what was that whole 
Oh, are, are you you thinking of Fresh Meat too? When when Wes tried to jump go across the course with with Mandy? No, no, no. That was honestly okay. hilarious. But that's separate. This is the one. I actually think it might have been Fresh Meat too, though, where they both jump on fans. Who's watching right now? That remembers or, or was what I'm that talking was about. that Rivals where they where you dig out of the mud pit and then you? No, no, no. It's just the, the one pla- where they climbed up to the platform and then they had okay. to jump onto the punching bag. The punching bag. Shit. Do you remember? Yeah. And the strategy, the strategy was to jump onto the bag and then push it towards yeah. the platform to get that other person to jump on. And then I remember vividly, like that person couldn't get. Anyways, we'll figure that one out. But we, it we really need Greg reminds Holcomb. me of that. Greg, Greg, will, Greg will take care of this for us. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Travis says fresh meat too. Oh, yeah. all right, all right. God, I love fresh meat too. What a good season. Um, okay, so we start right up with uh, Natalie and Polly first, and. You know, Natalie obviously makes this. This is like easy peasy for a ninja. They jump from tiny little things. You know, their fingers are holding on to nothingness, basically. Um, and then we get Davon and Bear. Davon actually makes the bag, but then she's eliminated. She can't make that that jump to the the ring. You know, she was bag. hanging on there, too. Like, that, that was pretty crazy. Yeah. I feel her. I'm scared of heights, too. So I, I kind of get that that would be a little bit crazy. Um, so then we have Shailene and Leroy. Shailene just falls immediately. So that was this almost was, like this was major though. Uh that was the first <laughs> the first time we heard Shailene speak all season. Uh, she actually got um 10 seconds of a confessional. Mm. <laughs> we also got a JP confessional later on, but it was hilarious. Uh we heard a couple people speak for the first time this season. Uh, Natalie as well. We'll we'll get around to it. Yeah, because they left, so that's why they had to just throw him in there at the end. Natalie. <laughs> okay, so then we get – I just have a lot of feelings about her this episode. So then we have Josh and Amanda. Uh, they're eliminated pretty much instantly, too. I mean, that was, like, fairly fast. Uh, and then we have <laughs> Turbo, who makes one of the funniest comments on the night. Oh, this, this was great. This episode was quote-filled, let me tell you. Turbo goes, she broke her boobs. <laughs> how do you uh, say uh her boobs boob uh she broke the boob i was honestly dying at that um, uh we might have to talk to um we might have to talk to the saniac meme executive about possibly doing some kind of amanda siobhan uh meme crossover obviously when you see anyone hurt their boobs um in a water-based challenge with heights true. it does remind you of siobhan popping her implant uh an all-time moment <laughs> that moment was hilarious. I just can't imagine how painful that must have been. Um, all right, so then we have Cam and Ash. This was a pretty good jump. She got into the bag, but she couldn't make the leap towards the bell. Pretty, pretty close. Then there was JP and Natalie. Eliminated instantly. You know, Natalie constantly talking about how small she is, so obviously she can't do anything because she's small, and being small apparently can't do anything. <clears throat> Cough, Camilla, one of the best competitors of all time, female-wise, who was absolutely a tiny. And then we have um, seventh was Zahida and Zach. Now, this was interesting because I had, go. I had assumed that they weren't allowed to have the females on top of the beam because I figured that was the obvious strategy to play if you were, like, a smaller girl, less jumps. I mean, I personally can't jump that far. I don't know. Preach it just it. seemed it seemed uh, so obvious. So what it came down to was you see this a lot. Uh, you see this a lot in challenges. People start off and they go one way and they're thinking about it all wrong. Everybody follows them. And then you have somebody that breaks the system, comes up with a strategy that works. So I think what happened when it started out was it was like some macho shit. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, you got to have the guys up there spinning it, all that strength like that. But then as it as it went along through the picking order, you realize like, 
oh, that doesn't actually mean shit. Like once you get this thing moving, like it's so big, the momentum just carries it. You don't need like a super strong person up top. And Zahida and Zach were the first ones that changed it around. They switched it up and it worked perfectly. Um, I figured they'd be in the tribunal, but they ended up not being. But obviously once they did that, pretty much everybody followed suit Mm -hmm. after them. Yeah, because it was a smarter play. Guys can jump further. That's just, you know, end of, you know, Zach's muscles are going to get him a lot further than Zahida's were. So I thought that that was a great move right there. Um, Then we have in, you know, eighth. Oh, also, of course, Zach made it. He hit the bell. Um, Then eighth, Theo and Kara get up there. Uh, Theo jumped. And, you know, I mean, this looked like a cakewalk for Theo. It was, he didn't even basically try. Like his arm was already there at the bell towards the end it was really impressive i mean obviously he must have been and they hinted at it like he must have been standing there forever which is why they didn't end up being in the tribunal (laughs) yeah but once he did it yeah his timing was perfect it was like one fluid motion Mm, definitely um okay so then we had wes and d wes jumped you know in basically eliminated Wes. I mean, this was kind of crazy that Wes couldn't make this jump, but he's had some big flops like this in the past. Although Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if this was really a flop or he just didn't want to win this challenge after being in the tribunal so much. Ooh, man, that's a, that's a little conspiracy theory. I like that. He's in a good social position. Bananas is out his biggest rivalry. Why would he want to come out swinging in the next challenge? Just put a bigger target on himself amongst all these rookies. It seems. I'll tell you what, if West goes live, we might have to we might have to ask that. That's that's a really good point. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so then we had CT and Julia. And, you know, I really like them as a team. I thought that they they sort of work really well together, but she just had to calm down for half a second more and wait for one more swing. And he would have gotten her basically to yeah. the bag. Yeah. To totally the bag. I agree with that. So she Julia jumps, she makes it onto the beam, and then she falls, making it to the uh to the bell and then we have gus and jenna who are 11th uh they oh man this was scary this reminded gus, wh- me like of some bad injuries i mean this was bad I-, I don't know what he was thinking like the way that he went for it was just so reckless and he just i mean he hit he he was trying to do this really quick he knew that he had to do it quick to get in the tribunal and he Hit the fucking bag face first. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, he really, he just sort of smacked himself like right, right here. And it, you could see how hard it hit him. I'm flicking off the audience. I didn't mean to do that. But you could see how hard it hit him right here and right here. And it just sort of like cracked his mouth almost. And I mean, that's a painful hit. And then especially when you have to smack the water right after you just smack mm-hmm. your face. That's not his, pleasant. That's his not teeth pleasant. went through his bottom lip. Oh, that's so painful. All right. So then we have um, coming 12th was Turbo and Nani or coming up 12th was Turbo and Nani. Turbo is the one who jumps and he obviously makes it look super easy. The guy's like, what did Nani say? A spider monkey? He basically is. Mm. He's he's a ninja at heart. He should really compete on American Ninja Warrior. I think he would absolutely destroy it. Um, And this is also the moment where we have JP's first ever interview scene. (laughs) <laughs> um, literally i believe this is his first ever interview scene it was a lot of firsts <laughs> and you could almost use that as as a map like okay all right these people are going out all right makes sense irving said gus said that he fractured two teeth but how do you fracture teeth can you fracture I teeth i do not understand i guess that. maybe no. you can like you break teeth um all right so so then we go um 
13th is George on Hunter. And at this point, you know, they've seen so many people compete. So they really have a good rhythm. And I like that Georgia chose to jump even after seeing all these guys take the role jumping because it showed that she's not scared to give it a go. Georgia is making a lot of fans, especially amongst like, like hardcore fans who watch the show, like who really study the show closely. Like people, I know, I know Alan is, is really liking Georgia who writes all the articles over on medium. Um, and she did it again, man. This girl shows out. It's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Definitely something that the fans love to see a lot of heart. And that, that shows something as well, especially coming from someone who's so tiny, um, when tininess is apparently a big factor in uh, ability to compete. Okay, so <laughs> then so then we have – oh, and Georgia smashes it, by the way. She jumps and she kills it. Um, then in 14th, we have Kyle and Maddie. I mean, this was kind of weird that they didn't coordinate a little bit better, but Kyle is the one who jumps. He basically jumps, makes it onto the beam, and then is like – inches away or centimeters away for the Brits from this fucking bell and just doesn't even get, I mean, it's just crazy how close he was. Ooh. And especially the fact that he then has to compete in elimination. That must've been a little bit gut wrenching for him. And he knew it. He knew as soon as he missed it, that he was, that he was fucked. Yeah. Yep. He could feel it. So top three. Oh, well, this was also a great quote. Quote was uh, a gust of wind. Kyle goes, a gust of wind just came out of nowhere. And honestly, it I really was like it, it was really within was. a fingertip. Yes, definitely. OK, so then um, Tribunal is Natalie and Polly. Oh, yeah, wait, um, what did you feel about Kyle crying after that? Like he, he was he was he, really he was like he emotional cried. after. Yeah, he cried. He was like emotional surprised. after that happened. He's kind of an emotional person. Did you see him almost crying in the elimination right before when he was picking who mm-hmm. to go against? He was almost crying there, too. Yep. I can't. My eyebrow feels uneven. Well, Jessica, I, Jessica, this is not the night to call Kyle a flop. I don't know about that. Kyle's not a flop. Kyle is fantastic. Kyle and Polly, two new favorite people of Shawnee. <laughs> Yeah, oh. Kyle. Kyle is your most hated. That's incredible. I know. I used to hate Kyle. Now look at what's happened. See, people, we can all change minds. How about all right. it? <laughs> all right. So uh, the tribunal is Natalie and Polly, Hunter and Georgia, and Nani and Turbo. I really like this tribunal. Um, I loved this tribunal. It was fire. Mm-hmm. It gave you everything. I mean, okay. Well, the one thing I didn't love about it, like. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Michelle, my tall my tall man theory is at play because Kyle was getting emotional because he's super tall. I'm telling you, it's a fucking thing. Yo, tall guys cry. Tall okay. guys cry more. I, it just has to be more inches, more tears. Shani, if we ever do go into uh, merchandising, uh, I think our first shirt would have to be like a picture of Kyle crying, Zach crying. <laughs> like just get a bunch of tall guys crying would be the way to go. Um, yeah. The so the thing I did not like about the tribunal, uh, everything was great except for Hunter and Georgia picking Amanda and Josh. Like, really, dude, you can make a smarter decision than that. Come on, man, shake shake the game up a little bit. That was lame. But other than that, really it was just. Awesome. I mean, it seems like that's what's happening in terms of uh, whenever people throw in Amanda and Josh. It's just sort of like we need someone to put in here. You know what I mean? Like we need a yeah. we need a we need a filler. So we're gonna throw in Amanda and Josh. But they I keep mean, it, they keep coming gonna get, out. It's gonna get to a certain point in the game where they're gonna be like a floater team that's going to give like like if there's alliances going against each other, they're gonna be like a floater team that gives another side leverage. Like they're gonna be very important if they keep going like this. I I 
I can't stress enough how much I think that Ashley leaving the game helped Amanda out significantly because it completely revolutionized her standing socially. And I think because Ashley left early, it actually gave Amanda a better shot because there wasn't enough time for Ashley and Amanda to do damage together. So now, you know what I mean? Like she actually got a chance to play this game alone. So I'm pretty excited to see what happens with her in that area. Um, I hope that um, I hope that Hunter takes a page out of Nani's book, though. Hopefully, he uses this as an educational experience on how to make like a really strong game move. Yeah, we'll see if that ever happens. Um, okay, so I actually disagree with that slightly. All right, so Hunter and Georgia they pick Amanda, Josh, Polly, Natalie picks Kyle, Maddie, and Nani Turbo, shocker of the season, pick CT and Julia. And I gotta say, I think it was a really stupid move on Nani's part. You think so? Yeah, I do. Because Nani is currently not paired up with a Brit. She has very minimal people still left that are like rock hard vets that are going to support her. CT would likely never send in Nani over one of the rookies. And I don't know, it just seems kind of silly that they would try and split up West CT Nani. That's a solid ass vet alliance. I don't know why you would want to fuck with that. fucking loved it. Thought it was an awesome move. And I like CT. I loved it. Um, you could tell, like, yo, Nani came into this shit with a game plan. She probably feels more, like, she probably feels comfortable knowing that she has Zach and Jenna, and she probably also feels like she can uh, make inroads with the Brits having mm-hmm. Turbo with her. And, you know, she just looked at CT as not only someone who's not connected to other teams, but who will cakewalk to the finals like he did in Dirty 30 and in in vendettas like like he goes far in these in these games and he hasn't been tested and um like she saw a shot and she took it and i like that she didn't kiss another vet's ass uh like wes kind of plays the same way he played the same way with johnny last week so so nani one upped him said all right now we're gonna take ct yeah I, i i was into it i don't know i mean listen i like the move as a viewer i just thought it wasn't smart for nani's game as a challenger you, I you just, guys th- this is this is the thing about our podcast we're not in fucking lockstep with each other all right we're not stands who have to agree on everything and we're not we biased differently yep no not and, at all and sorry if we are biased correction there if we are biased you better call us out on it because we have no problem with that whatsoever so if you yep. want to come into our comment section and say that we're biased fine by all means and then tell us what we're biased about tell us where we can work on it ask us some questions to address those biases and then we'll we'll move from there but we absolutely are not stand mentality on this show whatsoever but i re- i just really think that it was a short-sighted move in my opinion because i don't think ct partner with julia is the same plus ct with like a big gut you know it's just not the same sort of threat as gut. he was back in the day ah i don't know it just feels it felt like a really weird move plus i know you think that she would have kyle but there's all the other brits there as well like they're there, you can't prioritize everyone. So it's not like Kyle's can have, you know, Zach, Jenna, all the Brits backs, plus Nani, plus, I mean, I don't know, it just seems risky. So Nani knew that it was a risk. And you could tell, like, like she knew there was, there was one, like, there was a big possibility that CT could come back and that that would put her in the crosshairs. So for it to work out, because JP calls in CT out of nowhere, and for Nani to be like, Oh, well, that fucking worked out great. That was incredible. I love that. Yeah, it worked out great for her plan, for sure, because she, you know, basically got two for one. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, if we are biased, please let us know about what. And uh, Jessica, I love you, too, but you are a hardcore bias car fan. 
Let's just Je- put it that way. Jessica is so biased towards Kara that she's she's like ripping on on Kyle and 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 Jessica. We we know how this works. We we appreciate you though. But we do love it. One of our first and most loyal viewers. Absolutely. Um, all right. So then we go into uh, the tribunal, which was quite cool. It was a very excited tribunal. I think every single person came in there and made a splash. It wasn't like last week where it was kind of mundane, in my opinion. Um, so you have CT and Julia who come in first, and they are super on edge. They're kind of mature about it. But CT is like, you could see he's sort of foaming at the mouth at this whole idea that he has to be in there. And he, you know, explains he doesn't have any deals. He's not here. He doesn't have any alliances. He thinks that they're all bullshit and whatever it is. Um, So, I mean, you know, that's the way it is. You know, CT was pretty pissed. You could see it clearly in his eyes and his, like, jaw. It was very tense. Um, And then you had Kyle and Maddie who come in. (laughs) And I think I honestly can't explain. Like, my love for Kyle just skyrocketed through each portion of this episode. And this was definitely one of them. And then also Polly's response made me love him so much in this portion of the episode right here. Kyle and Maddie come in. They start yelling at each other that has nothing to do with Kara, which instantly I just love when people are in (laughs) extreme denial about something that is so blatantly obvious. And I think it was just so fucking funny. And then it goes and then it goes to Kyle saying, well, why don't you come down here and say this to my face as if he's not saying it to his face? Like it was the stupidest way of calling someone out. Like and then Paulie's like, OK, you're an idiot. Obviously, I'll just come walk down three steps and say it to your face. <laughs> then Paulie does love, that. And I then they headbutt each uh... other. I love what Casey said in the comments because Polly's so short and <laughs> you see his little ass jump down. And then he has to jump up to reach reach Kyle. <laughs> yeah, Jessica makes a good point. It's definitely a lot of it is definitely for show. Because first of all, Kyle comes from Jordy Shore, aka world's most scripted reality TV show. <laughs> and Polly's all about his brand and PR. And I actually happen to believe that Polly's a really sick human being and that he is doing a lot of this stuff just to get calls back, you know, to get his his brand up to I mean this is like he's trying to brand himself and he's doing a fantastic job I appreciate the hustle on his end and so I just think this fight is hilarious and I also have exclusive tea uh, from Devon's recap which is that Kyle and Polly are chill when Kara isn't around they're like they're they're not only chill they laugh together they're actually doesn't surprise me doesn't surprise me at all and then when when Kara comes around, she sort of gives Polly the face, like, what the fuck? We hate that guy. And then Polly's mean to Kyle again. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, ooh, Steven's saying that Kyle-Polly drama does not give ratings. Steven, I think we will see within the next two days. Uh, Disagree. When the first... Disagree. Yep. Steven, we're going to find out. Disagree. Those, those Nielsen ratings Disagree. are going to be dropping. Uh between tomorrow and then you're going to get the adjusted ratings. We're going to see this is the first post bananas uh, ratings to come out and we will be paying attention and reporting on it. I like Polly. It kind of reminds me a lot of you. Like people really hate him, <laughs> but then, you know, like some people really appreciate him. I don't know. It's just crazy. Like, like people hate Zach. A lot of people hate Zach out there, guys. Mm-hmm. It's a really common thing because Zach doesn't give a shit and will say whatever. It's also part of his brand to be like a cunt sometimes. So this <laughs> is like part of the whole thing. But me and Zach get along really well, right? So it's the same kind of vibe with Paulie. Like you could tell he's just trying to get a rise, and ah, uh, I just can't explain. Like this guy's really—they're—they're they're both winning my heart over with this fight. And also, I said we need new fights, right? This is fresh mm-hmm. content. These are new fights. Uh, I uh, I prefer to be described as a combination of uh, Wes and Shane, but um, Paulie, I'll, I'll have to let that one marinate. 
Um, Rhonda's loving that too. Uh <laughs> if you sit more like a monkey, you could be more of a Polly. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, we also have some tea in terms of Polly, which is that Mikey was telling me um, about the phone call that he had with Polly and that, you know, Polly was actually a really cool guy on the phone and, you know, super chill, super normal, very mature, and that he just feels like a lot of it uh, is, you know, caused by Kara, like the drama that stems that brings Polly in. So I could really, really easily see that. I think Polly's still a fuckboy, don't get me wrong, but that doesn't mean that you can't like a fuckboy as a person or as a character. I have some best friends of mine who are fuckboys. They're still great human beings. I just would never date them. It's different. <laughs> Um, I hope that the Polly that we saw on Kara's live who spoke up and said, uh-uh, that was fucked up. Like, if we keep seeing that Polly, I can ride with that. If, if you keep standing up for, you know, like what you, what you believe is, is to be the truth and you don't let other people dictate how you feel and express yourself, I ride with that big time. Definitely. Okay, so we end off that scene with Bye Sweetheart from Polly. They leave and Amanda and Josh come in. And this was also equally as heated Amanda how is, is it, screaming. How is it possible that we go from Polly and Kyle legit like headbutting each other in the tribunal and then we get an even more lit tribunal with Amanda and Josh? It was awesome. Yeah, it was a pretty crazy tribunal. We were worried the setting of the tribunal wouldn't cause enough drama like the table did in the Inquisition. But I mean, I got to say, I think looking down on people really benefits the tribunal in terms of like the arrogance vibe they hold when speaking to them. And I think that causes a lot more drama as well. Um, so Amanda starts screaming things that I really agree with, which is, you know, she sacrificed a million dollars for him last season to Hunter. And that's without a doubt true. They didn't put in any of those Lavender Lady Young Buck teams. Amanda held strong on that when they could have easily just, she could have easily just given in and sent in one of her people not to go in. And she didn't do that. I mean, credit the, has to be, you know, given there. This is still the flaw in Hunter's game. Him and Nelson play the same way. They don't play very strategic. They play on emotion. Um, and Hunter, for whatever reason, hasn't realized that he could actually make an ally out of Josh and Amanda in the house. By the way, shout out to Aggie. Uh, there is a legend in our live right now watching us. Aggie, uh, we appreciate you. Um, All right. <laughs> but then Amanda drops the best line of possibly the entire episode. I'm glad she took the money because I'm friends with a millionaire. Boom. Boom. And everybody's quoting it in, in, in the uh, in the comment section right now. Uh, we, we got Best Fabby line. dropping it. Casey's dropping it. Like, it was so good. It was so good because it was just, you know, Amanda's great with those one-liners. She's making me love her so much more this season as well. I think her and Devon's relationship is really making me love them both. Um, and it's fun to see them interacting on Twitter. They're like little besties all the time. Um, so definitely feeling Amanda. All right. So then we get into one of mine and Zach's favorite theme type additions to the challenge we had a whole pre-cap dedicated to costume parties last season on halloween mm -hmm. we love them and here comes the first one of almost this challenge generation a costume party there were uh i mean th this was a classic costume party you had uh some really memorable drama uh that went down with people wearing costumes so they looked ridiculous um you had some memorable costumes uh, Bear was Bear's Joker was incredible. <laughs> it was great. Bear and Georgia were so on point because they just are actually so crazy. Like I love it. If they had kids, they really would be psychos. But they'd be the best kids. Like they wouldn't give a shit about anything. They'd be those kids who 
are secure from when they're babies. You know, those kids who never have insecurities as they grow up. They're just always crazy and cool. They'd be those kids. Big fan of that. Um, okay, so this is also when we have Kara versus Zach. And I particularly love this fight. <laughs> well, I side with Zach uh, times 100. <laughs> so Zach goes, oh he God. was with a very nice, attractive girl. Now he's with Jack Sparrow. And that's in reference, obviously, to Polly formerly being with Danielle and now being with Kara, which I thought. Uh, was- l- let me just clarify that I'm not siding with Zach because he called Kara Jack Sparrow. I don't want the stands getting on me for any kind of body shaming or anything like that. I just stand with Zach for not kissing Kara's ass anymore. Thank God that's over. Yeah. The funny thing is, like, I think Zach, well, it's apparent. Zach likes Polly. He's just getting over Kara, which is kind of cool to see. Everybody's sort of on board with what Shawnee's thinking these days. Um, <laughs> okay, so then we have Kara who says she loves you to Polly. It's like this... Cute little moment, which I actually thought was really cute because I'm a big fan of those kind of romantic little times. Um, and then we go into Kyle versus Georgia. Uh, this is this is like another mumbo jumbo type fight situation night. You know, there's fights all over the place. Um, and this was one little episode where Kyle is, is, I mean, he says he's not threatening her, but he basically did. He's like, if you send me in this time, then, oh wait, he's British. If you send me in this time, then I'm going to send you in next season because seasons follow each other forever, forever, forever. I can't do the Geordie um, accent. I can only do London, but that was shit either way. It was like a mixed no, thing. It's, it's, uh, it's decent. I mean, you've got some experience over there. I have to there. cry a bit because he's tall. Like, <laughs> if you send me in this season, then I'm going to send you in next season and seasons follow each other. People, I'm telling you. It's good. Tall guy's crying. Kyle, Zach, Josh. <laughs> that's, the, that's the shirt right there. We could throw in my ex in there as well. Um, okay, so then, <laughs> then we have... Um, oh, my God. So then, so, sip your tea. Sip your tea. Uh, all right. It's cool. He doesn't listen to the show anyways. Um, okay, so then we have... Um, and we have Georgia being like, are you threatening me? Da, 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 whatever is going on. Um, and then you get Kyle versus Polly, which was really like the the mega showdown of the season. I mean, this was like the boom, boom. We saw lots of previews of this. There was uh, lots of fighting. Yeah, guys, I haven't eaten today, so I definitely am on one. <laughs> I'm on coffee and no food. A few pretzels. Um, okay, so Kyle versus Polly. I mean... I can't, I just, I don't know what to say in terms of why they're making me like them so much because a lot of the fights have just been so shitty that I feel like that's why I'm enjoying this. It's like a, a David versus Goliath. Paulie's jumping up and down as if he's on like a trampoline trying to reach Kyle to speak to him (laughs) at face level. And it's just like the funniest shit, their dynamic. And it's, it seems so blatantly heightened for Kara's viewing entertainment because I just can't imagine that Kyle's that hung up over Kara and I can't imagine that Paulie really gives that much of a shit about Kyle. You know what I mean? Is this I think it was in this fight where where Kyle said I, I can't unfuck her or <laughs> Oh yeah, that was uh, such that, a funny line. That was, that was a direct <laughs> quote. I I can't unfuck her. Uh, <laughs> That was so funny. And it's true. Like, what's he going to do? He can't literally unfuck her. Like, that happened. Now it's done. Oh, man. Um, And then Leroy comes in clutch, pointing out that Kyle's got pigtails and he's wearing a skirt. 
and his, his dick might come flopping out. That was such a good line. This had, so basically this whole fight had some massive quotes, just back to back to back. So we got Polly who goes, Kara likes when I get in other guys' faces. So instantly we know why, you know, Polly's sort of buffing things up. Kyle goes, shut up, bitch. Your girlfriend's still in love with me. <laughs> Fuego. <laughs> then we have D who comes in with some really insightful shit. And she's like, you know, this, this house is so hostile. Anything that's said can easily trigger someone or someone that's attached to that person. She's realizing, realizing just how crazy the relationships are. It's like a massive fucking triangle of humans all the time and then Kara's like it's not fucking worth it and she's like going crazy trying to make sure her boyfriend doesn't get kicked off because then she would be crying and in tears and in the corner every second of every day and then Mm -hmm. you know we would have I mean Kara from Fresh Me back except for all the episodes except for just one um, which would really suck and then Leroy who comes in with the underwear line so it was just like quote 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 also, where um, Polly was freaking out, I'm pretty sure that's the same exact part of the house where Hunter was freaking out um, a couple episodes ago. So I wonder how many clips we'll get of someone losing their shit in that like nook of the yard and the house and like fucking it up. Um, it seems like that's where people lose their shit. Like production yeah. put an X on the ground and was like, stand here when you lose your shit. Listen, guys, if, if you are going to freak out, if, you, if you're going to start bashing stuff, we want you standing right here. Yeah, unfortunately, cameras can't see over there. You got to be right here. This is the shit talking zone. Yeah, um, Jessica, Polly is not 5'8. No way. No. I could see that. I mean, it's Kyle's like way taller. So that makes sense. How tall Polly is Kara? How did someone drop how tall Kara is? Kara's like 5'2, five 5'3. Five She's tiny. Polly, Polly's like 5'5, five five maybe 5'5, five 5'6. Five five I'm 5'2 and 3 quarters. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay so then we get um Leroy and Cam situation and this is where we got to see almost like I mean this isn't the beginning because we've seen a little bit already from the first episode but a little continuation into Cam and Theo being really cute you know Leroy being a little bit sad so some foreshadowing for what's to come I'm assuming and from you that, guys know I've been tracking this storyline every week this is this is like a good pro wrestling storyline they've just been hinting at it Every, every, like pretty much every episode, once an episode, you get a little tease of Cam and, and Theo. And this is the only reason why Leroy's wallpaper ass team is still in the game right now, because they need him there. <laughs> Leroy, I love you. But I, like even Leroy knows that he's got no chance this season with his partner that he ended up with. But he yeah, is there. Sad. There, There is going to be a blow up, man. There is going to be a, like Leroy is going to get into it. I can feel it. It's going to be him and Theo fighting over Cam. So whenever this Paulie Kyle thing gets resolved, if it gets resolved, if one of them goes home, then we're going to have Leroy and Theo, man. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that fight to come too because I just can't, I can't imagine it's not going to be hilarious with Theo on one end and Leroy on the other. I feel like at the end of it, they'll just hug. <laughs> it's just like the way that I imagine that fight going down. So they're like, yep. okay, bro. Okay, okay, okay. And then they just hug, like eat some sort of food, <laughs> both drunk off their faces. Um, okay, so then, and first of all, let's just discuss the pacing of this episode because we have had almost not a minute of this show that it isn't filled with something substantial to the point where we need longer episodes. That's how crazy this season has been. It is so much better than Final Reckoning. How many times can we even say this shit? Like, I, I keep saying I to people. I want to email Justin Booth. Uh, yeah, like, thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, when every, I, I'm, like, scarred from previous seasons because I feel like every week I'm watching, I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to leave us on some bullshit-ass cliffhanger. And then they don't. 
Like they just they just wrap this shit up. Exactly. I keep looking at how many minutes is left in the episode. Like, oh yep. fuck, we're not gonna get the full elimination or we yep. won't get this. And then we do every single time. I mean, it's just insane. Me and Zach didn't even finish recapping last season because it was so fucking boring. Like yeah. that's that's like <laughs> Do you know I what I tr- mean? I trust me, guys, you wouldn't have wanted to hear my commentary on the finale last season. It <laughs> It wouldn't have been worth it. Useless. All right, so we head straight into this double elimination from the costume party. Um, And this is when we get the tribunal choosing people. So Hunter and Georgia both choose Josh and Amanda. Polly and Natalie both choose Kyle and Maddie. And then Nani picks CT and Julia and Turbo gives his very long speech. This is like in group chat culture, this would be him writing a novel basically (laughs) this is like his harry potter and so he gives us a nice long speech um you know tj throws in some comments that i kind of thought were a little bit rude in my opinion but tj likes to be um direct so whatever then turbo votes and based on what happened last time he didn't want to have the same situation so he's like all right i'll go for kyle and maddie uh because you know in this challenge we have war and not just love is essentially what he was trying to say um and then from there we figure out how the double elimination is going to go i really wasn't sure i thought that there would be two eliminations like a one two person one two person and then the winner is of either stay but i liked how they did it I loved it. It was an awesome twist as opposed to every other twist it feels like we've been getting lately. And I hope that they don't overutilize it. I mean, maybe we get it like one more time this season. I I, I hope it's not a recurring theme. I think in this situation, it worked perfectly and the way they dropped it on you. And and it just made sense. It made narrative sense. Okay, Wes just replied to our tweet that goes, anyone that uses the word rumination is the goat in my eyes. Zach Calhoun, you are the goat in Wes's eyes. That is that, uh, that's that North Penn High School English, uh, you know, I, 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 they did well by me. They always had those vocab books in my hands. Thank you. And and I will get to that point later. Um, I tease that in our tweet. Yes. Education is key on this show as well as on this podcast. Zach is very well learned. Um, okay. So we lost your camera. All right. So then we get, um, then we get, uh, Kyle and Maddie coming down, Polly asks if he can go against Kyle solo. This is like we saw this a lot in the trailer. Yeah, th- this this is classic like WBCW kind of editing. Like <laughs> yeah. like uh, you know, I remember there was this this episode of One Tree Hill season three where um, where. I, I'm there's like two people watching right now that care about this. All right. So you got one tree Hill season three, they're all at the mountain house getaway. And then you've got a scene in the trailer where it's Luke, where it's uh, Luke is holding up a ring and Brooke looks at it. And Brooke says, are you asking me to marry you? And that was like the big tease. Like, wait, is Lucas asking Brooke to marry him? No, Lucas found a ring just randomly. And that's what happened here. They were teasing this shit all season. It was like, Oh my God. Paulie's gonna call Kyle into elimination. No, he just he just said it for show. Yeah, they always do that. They like to give you something that's just a bit, you know, useless later, um, but was a great soundbite clip. Yeah, for them uh, it, to use. I mean, it's it's great editing. It it totally got you sucked into it, and then it it didn't have like that that yeah. payoff. Lucky for and, them, and this season's fantastic. So not many. Oh flops yeah, I'm, going in. I'm totally fine with it. Like it didn't leave me disappointed at all. All right, so then we find out how the picking is going to work. TJ says, 
Um, okay, so Kalamata, you guys pick the first ones to go in against you. They choose JP and Natalie, which I thought was a great choice, you know, easy team to go against. And it also gives Kyle the ability to still sort of play his middle ground. Kyle also makes his little speech here about how he can't send in Kara. You know, Zach obviously wasn't a fan of this moment, but I have to say, personally, I don't think he chose not to go against Kara you know, because he had to repay her. I think he did it because he probably would have had a harder time beating him. And the last thing he wants to do is send in one of his British, you know, cast members because that's a hardcore alliance in his favor. Why the fuck would he want to send him in? And so this gives him a bargaining chip later on to say, like, listen, I, I was going to send you in because that was the obvious choice. But out of the kindness of my heart, because of what you did for me, <laughs> taking me to that final, I didn't. And so then on the next time, he's like, oh, Car, are you really going to do that to me even after I didn't call you into this elimination? And so he He'll really play that up. And I know that for sure. So you had, you kind of saved me from myself on that. Cause when I watched that, I was furious. I was like, Kyle, you motherfucker. Why didn't you do it? Why didn't you call him in? Why did you call Car in? And I was complaining a little bit, but you talked me down. Um, I yes. think you're right about Kyle and Theo. I think that's exactly how it went. And then what you're saying, you know, does make sense. Like, oh, well maybe Car would pay him back later. She won't, by the way, Car plays exactly yeah, like Johnny. Yeah, she won't, um, she won't. But I see where you're coming from. She won't. It's just a good, it's it's almost, see, if Kyle wasn't thinking this and he just sort of did that nonchalantly with no, you know, thought behind it, then obviously he's just, you know, the idiot that I thought he was. But if there was thought process behind it, which I would hope that there is, then it's just another reason why I like him so much more. This episode really turned me into a Kyle lover, guys. I can't even explain. <laughs> it's ever since you backed Amanda on Instagram that I've yeah, become phenomenal. a big fan because I'm all about people who back other people. Um, okay, so then we have JP and Natalie coming in and CT goes, all right, you guys choose the next person. Ooh. This was fucking wild. This was crazy as much as I love CT. This was one hell of a move on JP's part. So what I love about this is that for us, the viewers, it created fantastic television. Like from a gameplay perspective for JP, it was just so stupid. And like, clearly he's kind of clueless as to how this all works. <laughs> so he's just like, uh, sure, I'll call in CT. And they're all like, oh, you fucking idiot. But then it worked out. So it created such good television. I loved it. I don't know if JP really had much of a chance anyways, because he doesn't seem like he, I mean, I don't know. I don't think we got to see enough of his heart or competitors, so I'm not sure exactly how he would have done, but um, but I was really pleased <laughs> with, the, with the the result of that. Wait, I have to ask. <laughs> Look at what Irving said in the comments. I'm fucking done. <laughs> yeah, Irving is a big JP defender. I mean, <laughs> I agree with him. JP deserves a defender account. If So JP many people have defender accounts. How much, Irving, how much juice can you squeeze out of a JP defender account? He's never going to be back on the show. It's only going to be for this five minute sequence. <laughs> you never know. They like to bring back wallpaper sometimes. Um, <sighs> I have a question for Jessica. Why would there not be Kyle without Kara? Cause Kyle was killing it on the challenge long before he got with Kara. I think that, that he would have been easily welcomed back. Also, we have to remember guys, Kyle has millions of followers versus the hundreds of thousands that a lot of these challengers have. I mean, this guy is way bigger and way more valuable in terms of what he can charge for his own personal brand than all of the challenges combined. And that's something that we have to note. I can't believe that I like him this much. It's weird. It's just I'm very weird. entertained. It's overall. just so weird. 
Listen, we all change mind. We all grow just as Kyle has on the show. Yeah. That rhymed. Okay. So here we go into the elimination. It's three teams. I really thought it was going to be more. TJ says we might possibly have a new team after this. So it's the top girl, top guy who win that are coming back, which is a sick ass Justin Booth additional twist into this season. It makes sense. It's a good twist. It's not just there for like bullshit. Um, And here's how it works. They played in two heats, guys heat and girls heat. Both, you know, guy winner and a girl winner. And then they essentially form a new team. To begin, they hold on to two of the rings. When TJ says go, they do whatever they can to gain sole control of two rings. So there's three rings total. They're like in a circle holding on. And it's a classic wrestling type elimination that we see on the challenge loads. And they just have to gain control of two of the rings. And they're pretty small rings compared to the usual wrestling, like X-Battle or pole wrestle that Mm -hmm. we see and things like that. Um, So it felt like a very difficult... I mean, I would have sucked at this for sure. Like, I, I'd be able to do one, but I would not be able to do. My left hand would go in a heartbeat, like just <laughs> boom. Yeah, gone. like it, it would really benefit an ambidextrous person. Um, mm. For the for the girls battling it out first, um, I don't think this was like a doubt in in anyone's mind. Like, I, I think most people felt going into that. Uh, after finding out the rules that Maddie had like like a really good chance like obviously Natalie had zero chance uh, at all because she's um, small and you can't you know small people can't win and if you pick small people then you bully them so small people are are <laughs> hopeless in life and in the challenge yeah Natalie um wow but she she's kind of like the complete opposite of somebody like Kyle who's been on three straight seasons and he's just kind of gone up and up and up. Natalie was like started up here with all these controversial storylines dipped and completely bottomed out this season. I think she'll probably be getting some kind of break. I mean, she, she really brought nothing to the table here. Well, it seems like MTV didn't like her so much because of the lack of screen time. Um, but I will say this, we have to discuss the fact that Natalie threw out the word bullying as if, it even mm-hmm. remotely applied to the situation. And, you know, I know people have gone on everyone's case about what bullying is and isn't and how it's so overused in the challenge world. And this was just prime example of it being overused because somebody chose you. You then assume they picked you because you're tiny instead of the fact that they picked you because you usually suck. In almost all of these eliminations, her track record is horrible. She did great yeah. with Polly as a partner because Polly stepped it up. Polly was the one that carried that team. And we are actually seeing that, you know, the proof is in the pudding this season with how well he's doing with Natalie as a partner with Ninja versus with the other Natalie, you know? So, I mean, it's not crazy for someone to pick you, Natalie, and it's not bullying for somebody to pick you. And when you go into an elimination, guess what? You don't have to pick someone who is as good as you or evenly matched. In fact, the idea of of you being able to choose someone to go in against, especially in old school challenges, is to pick someone you could beat. Like, that was the whole point. You know, that was the big controversy back on the old seasons where the girls always wanted to pick, you know, the the Casey's or, you know, the people that were small, the Tanya's, whatever it was. They didn't want to have to go against the Veronica's and the Rachel's and, and all of those people. They always tried to go for the weaker players and the guys always stopped them from picking you know the Katie's and the those so that way they would have anchors on those teams and so it's just a little bit stupid to get on someone for choosing a team they think that they can beat that's literally the point I mean that's literally the point and if it's not the point then you're just one of those people who likes to compete against somebody who, you know I want to pick the strongest player like you're not making it to the end if that's your mentality 
Yeah, I mean, Natalie's partner is massive and looks like he was chiseled out of stone. So, I mean, it's 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 not like he was he was picking. I I I, I mean, my only problem with it, like I said at first, was I wish he would have picked Kara. But you know, you explained it to me. Like this, this makes sense. This, mm. this makes sense. Not and in in a way, like he he's getting to Kara. Natalie's one of the only like true allies Kara has in the house. So he, there there was certainly strategy behind it. It wasn't a coward move. Yeah, and you also have to remember it was guys and girls separately. So for Kyle, this wasn't like an easy pick. That guy, JP, is still massive. You know, he's much more built than Kyle is. That's for sure in terms of muscle strength. Uh, I think all Kyle had on him was height. So it's not like it was that, I don't know. It just seemed, it just seemed like a lame ass thing to say. Um, and I didn't like it. All right. So then we have the girls heat. Maddie obviously kills it, you know, and then you have Natalie who makes one of the stupidest comments in the night. She really went down in my eyes in this episode, uh, which is if Kyle wins, I've lost all hope for everything. I cannot stand when people say shit like that as if their life is dependent on, one person winning a competition show like that's so weird that's just can you imagine that if your whole you will lose all hope in everything if somebody wins an elimination uh, natalie she has completely like uh, she's pretty much just in Kara's pocket it's like wow now you're you're fighting Kara's battles for her too like what issues does natalie have with with kyle i exactly I exactly understand. And, like, I get that Kara fucked over Kyle, but I've been fucked over by plenty of guys at some point in my life. Like, that, okay, mind you, they treated me like somewhat of an asshole, but they're not actually assholes. They were just shitty in the situation with me. I don't know. I feel like you grow up. You learn from those situations. You sort of get over those things. You know, fuckboys are fuckboys. You leave them in the past. You don't let them infiltrate your headspace like that. And I just feel like it's a bit weird that they really are allowing this guy to not only affect, like, just Kara, but also Natalie. Like, it's just strange. Like, get Kyle out of your head. It's just weird. Okay, guys, Heat, what did you think about this one? Because I was impressed. This, I, I, my, I don't really like to do hot takes or anything like that. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, like, instant reaction culture. But I, I want to say that this was, like, and this felt like an all-timer. Mm. In, in terms of of the fact that you had CT in there, which was like, like when do you ever get CT thrown into an elimination like this? And I this couldn't early. even, yeah, and this early, and it was against two massive guys who he didn't he didn't necessarily have a size advantage on. He might have had a <clears throat> a girth advantage on. Sorry, sorry if that's uh, if that's body shaming, guys. Shout out to the uh, shout out to the CT thread on Challenge fans uh, from earlier this week. Um, but no, like two big guys who he didn't necessarily, you know, he wasn't going to like bully around, mm. and it was it was physical, and it was awesome. And I really want to rewatch it. I'm as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go back and rewatch it because I do want to analyze like the way that Kyle won this elimination was so crafty and so smart. It it was really fucking impressive the whole thing. Mm, mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, it was it was uh, 
he put himself in a really good position after having taken that ring from was it JP? After he got mm-hmm. the first one, he put himself in a great position by then being able to only have to go for another one against CT. And, you know, having CT also have to fight off the other person, I mean, it it just set him up really well in terms of how he played those first few minutes in that elimination. And Fabi actually made a really good point in the comment section, which is, Kyle thinks it's all about Kara, but Kyle did Polly and Natalie wrong last season, too. He can't remember how he treated Natalie last season, the balls and her chin. And it's actually a really good point because... You know, we think a lot of it is the car thing, but like we've seen, you know, Polly seems to be playing up a lot of this, seems to be part of his brand, and there is other reasons that he would go after Kyle than just Kara, and that's a really good reason right there. So that's a great point, and I, I really do agree with that. Um, okay, so CT, after they lose, you know, he's hugging JP, like, do you regret it now? Do you regret it now? Yeah. I mean, you know, it wasn't wasn't a great move on on JP's part. That's for sure. He sort of put himself against two two big guys. But well, who this who is, was the better choice? Like, also, this is this is not, CT is summing this up. It's really hard sometimes, and this even goes to playing like like virtual games sometimes. If 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 there's somebody who has like a really good reputation or or like they're they're perceived as a really strong player, like people will base their reputation avoid that person. You don't want to throw them in, and also sometimes it's the reaction. It's like, wow, I don't want this person to react by going in. And and they'll and someone like CT uses that. Like people don't want CT to go off on them. Mm. So he'll he'll use that intimidation as a means to like skate to the finals. But somebody made the move on him and he freaked out. But he lost and he had to walk all the way out the door going like that. And uh it was just really entertaining overall. Like we are the benefactors watching all of that play out. We seriously, we're the benefactors of this whole season. <laughs> we just and, really are. And honestly, like, I I see some of it in the comments. Like, yo, and CT said it himself. Hopefully, this is a motivating factor for him. Obviously, he's not done. He's going to come back. He's going to play more seasons. CT, we want you in shape. All right, we want the old CT back. We want the guy that we've gotten used to. Um, you know, just cut some of the intake down. All right, cut some of the the, the booze down. Don't quit smoking altogether. You know how we feel about that CT, but maybe maybe cut it back to like a half a pack a day. All right, and and get back in the gym, man. Get back in the gym. We want that CT back. Yeah, that CT he would have won that elimination. He'll for sure. He'll for sure be back because you know it's the appearance checks are great for someone who's a parent. That's like you know that's money in his kid's child. You know in his college fund, right there, mm-hmm. just super easy. Uh, you know a few like fifty k's in a row, and boom, you're set for this kid to go to medical school or just regular college, considering how fucking expensive everything is now. But you know what I mean? Like this is just this is easy money for a parent and for someone who wants to put away in savings, even if he's not making the finals or winning. And it's obviously a great opportunity to potentially win. You know, like a million dollars. That would revolutionize a family's life for sure. Um, Ooh, so um, great we'll point him. from great point from Fabi in the comments. So I believe if her timeline is right, and I think she is, this season was filmed before CT's wedding. It right? was, yeah. So he looks a little bit thinner at his wedding. If you go back and watch mm. the wedding special, so maybe he is, you know, trying to trying to get back in like that CT shape, uh, which I would appreciate. Maybe this elimination loss whipped him into ass to get yeah. him into better shape. Yeah. But okay, so who who would JP have won against if he had picked? Like, who could they have possibly beaten? Do you think he would have beaten Josh? Would he have beaten Josh in this elimination? No. Okay. It's possible. Um, uh, I don't know. I think maybe that's the only option. Maybe him or Gus. 
Gus. There we go. I definitely yeah. think he could have beaten Gus. Gus is like I, I don't think Gus has it at all. Mm-mm. I, especially against that kind of. I mean, I don't know. He's got a lot of heart, Gus. He could easily be like a, a miniature Derek beast type. Um, I mean, drop it in the comments. Do you guys think that any team out there would have given Kyle and Maddie a better run for their money and also JP and Natalie? Like, who could they have beaten out potentially better than what they, you know, they had? In- I uh, I personally would have liked to have seen Kara in the girls' elimination because Maddie would have dragged her across the uh dragged her across the dirt all right that's obviously like a ridiculous thing to say because car is a great wrestler so let's like, maddie maddie would have yeah but car has strength and she would have gotten low i don't know if Mar- i don't know if maddie would have killed her does anybody okay here's a better question for the audience as well who do we think could have beaten maddie i really want to know if there's somebody out there that we think really could have given maddie a run for her money because that girl i mean she's like she's got weight on people too because she's so much taller I think Maddie would have dragged um, everyone. I don't think, yeah, I don't think anyone on this season could have beaten her. Oh, Cam. Cam's a pretty good match. I don't know if Cam could have won, but Cam has well, a lot. Cam is smart. Like, she I, would have I, strategy. She could have put her in, like, an arm lock or something. I think we have seen, though, Champs for Stars 3, a very similar physical style elimination. Cam got lit up pretty good by Brooke. Um, so maybe that's not Cam's strong suit. I'm not sure. What was that? Which one was that? It, it was it, it was um it was Cam against Brooke Hogan and they were like pushing it was like a big oh, cart on wheels remember yeah, it was yeah, yeah. kind of a similar structure so I don't know oh that was that was a weird one okay so uh, then we have our preview next time and it seems like this is when we finally get to see Bear getting on some nerves I'm so excited um, I'm looking forward to that I do think just naturally when you have an episode that is this good. I think you're going to see a downtick. I think next week might be a little more low-key, maybe somewhat of a disappointment. So hopefully Bear fills some of that void. I'm not expecting next week's episode to be as good as this one. I I think it'll be pretty good because there's so few episodes this season that, I mean, it just feels like based on the timeline they have, every episode has to be jam-packed. Uh, well, I mean, it looks like we're going to get some kind of quitter next week. We'll, we'll see. What yeah, happens? we'll we'll find out. Hopefully, um, the quitter is bare and it's like really dramatic, and I'm so excited. To see it. <laughs> um, now, here's the point that I want to make, Shani, Go for and it. this is what I teased in our uh, in our tweet that Wes uh, so kindly responded to. We should get him for an um, interview. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that'll be uh, that'll be kind of tough. We're, we're making inroads, though. We're, <laughs> we're 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 definitely working our way across the board um, with Wes. You have seen how this season started. You are seeing all the heavy hitters go down. Mm-hmm. You just had two legends go down in consecutive weeks that some people would make the case are like the greatest players in the history of the show. Johnny goes down. CT goes down. This season started with three male legends on the show. Johnny, CT, Wes. Not only is Wes uh, still alive, but Wes orchestrated Johnny's elimination. Wes wasn't even considered for this elimination. Like Wes is sitting pretty because of his political game. Now he's back in shape a little bit too. Like Wes has, has gotten that, that body back mm. and he's hungry. Mm-hmm. And my question is in this season where all this new blood are gunning for these vets and taking them out. If Wes finds a way to pull off the W here, does that open up the conversation that Wes is the greatest of all time? 
Well, I think that conversation is already open, actually, for a lot of people that aren't necessarily like hung up on banana stats. A lot of them do see Wes as being the goat. I, w- I would say that I've never heard anyone specifically argue for Wes being the goat. You hear a lot of Johnny people, and then those people get countered by someone will say Darrell, someone will say Landon, people will say CT. CT doesn't I, I quite hear, have enough to his Wes. name. I hear Wes quite a bit. I, I think Wes has, um, he's a, Wes is a legend 100%, but I don't think Wes has, and Wes has probably, if you're ranking like top five male challengers of all time, Wes probably hovers somewhere around that three to five range. Mm, mm-hmm. If he makes it through this season and wins, I'm just saying like he would have a serious claim to stake as the greatest of all time, because this is a season where everything's being flipped upside down and people with reputations are getting pounced on with mm. no fear. And Wes, it's like, he hasn't even lost a step. He's, he's like in there manipulating everyone already. You can see it. Well, it's I'll a perfect just, scenario. Yeah. These variables are perfect for him because Wes's ideal strategy is to go in and gather a bunch of like disciple rookie players to sort of become his new alliance. He doesn't always like working with, think about what, his, what would his OG alliance be? Like they all suck. Danny. Danny. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? I mean, what, what's he going to do with that? So I think for him, he's always enjoyed coming in and gathering rookies. You know, you see it time and time again when he was up against Kevin and Annie. Oh, my God. Kevin and Annie. <laughs> Kevin and, okay. Evan and Kenny. I really need food, guys. <laughs> when he was up against Kenny and Evan, constantly up against the majority alliance, like, his thing is always go for the rookies. You know, battle of the seasons, we see he tried to do that and failed because the rookies just outnumbered him. And so I think for the first time, he has a bunch of rookies who aren't trying, who were focused on the other larger targets in the house first, and now he's placed himself so well strategically amongst the people currently left. I think his partner is helping a lot as well. Yeah, his partner has low-key been very good um, so far. Um, I think with Wes... He needs one more win in the in the worst way because there have he there have been seasons where he has fallen on his face just because of the way he plays. Like fresh you said, too. like yeah, fresh me two backfired on him. Uh, he went out really early in X's one. Um, you know, he has flopped a couple times. He won the duel, which was an epic season. Um, he won rivals two, obviously. And the other reason why Wes needs another win is because his like his master season, like the, most people will tell you that the best Wes ever performed, they might point to X's two, like in mm-hmm. terms of politics and the way that he ran the house and everything he did. And then because of, you know, whatever you want to chalk it up to. Yeah. Yeah. Because of twists and certain things like Wes was the direct like party to get screwed from all of that because of the way he played the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like, because he played the game without fear and everything went according to his plan until production kind of blew it up for him. And it's because of that, because his best performance overall, he didn't win that he needs one more win. And if it comes on this season, that in my mind elevates him to at least the top three discussion. And you're, you're probably looking at, at the number, the number one discussion. And I know Wes would personally tell you already that he's ahead of Darrell. Wes would tell you that Darrell's overrated. Um, I think Landon always has to be in the discussion, always. Mm-hmm. And um, bananas just I, by default of stats. Yes, he's he's there by default. But I mean, his his there there's so many holes that you can poke in in Johnny's resume. Mm-hmm. Like I would say Johnny's top three because of the stats. But if Wes wins this season, 
bump Johnny down right away. Well, it's you know what it is? It's percentage as well. You have to factor that in. So Bananas' stats might be so good in terms of numbers of win in wins, but, I mean, you have to think about his elimination record, which sucks. How many losses has he had? You know, it's insane. Yep. And so the fact that he has has flopped so many times isn't always factored in because he's been on so many seasons so he's had yeah. so many opportunities to also win and that has to you know that has to come into the conversation as well you can't just ignore that fact because that and, is essentially why he's won so much and i'll tell you what um alton if if alton had not gone out on battle of the seasons the way he did or if alton had won the final for Inferno three, mm. he would be up there as well because his seasons, his, his performances were so damn impressive. Um, and he, and I really do think, uh, as you guys know, I was at the challenge, uh, the challenge mania event live in New York and Alton was there. Like, I really do think he's going to come back. He's going to do another season. I just get that sense. Oh, yeah? And he, yeah, I, I get that sense. He's back in the fold and interesting. He is somebody else who with another win to his record, um, another like peak performance from what you remember him as he could get back in that conversation as well and I, you know what well, listen he he was a beast what was that when he was the the captain was that gauntlet two yeah gauntlet two gauntlet yeah. two honestly Dominant. like that was one of because you want to know what it is when you see these performances is when you can see the fear on all of the other challengers eyes to ever have to potentially go against him you know yep. like he was such an incredible captain he gave adam the best shot he had to p potentially beat him in elimination by giving him a climbing fucking elimination because Adam is a climber, but he just destroyed him. I mean, he just smashed him to the ground in something that Adam should have been reasonably decent at. Yeah, and he left TJ in awe. Yeah, he did. He was, And that was TJ, TJ's first time, so he was like seeing everything. He's like, whoa, what the fuck just went down? He was like, that's crazy. And it was, it was insane. I mean, it gave me such flashbacks to, or I guess flash forwards because it happened later on in life but flash forwards to Leroy's rope climb I'll always say that both of those rope climbs remind me so much of each other and they were really really insane moments in the challenge where you just see these feats of athleticism that are nuts beyond nuts and so I, I definitely agree with you he has to be in the conversation for GOAT but I do think because he just bitched out massively on Battle of the Seasons you know mm -hmm. his name has been really tarnished amongst the newer fans and the truth is, I mean, he really did. He left like a bitch. He left like a bitch on Battle of the Seasons. Just like fucking Ty has bitched out so many times as well. I mean, this is like the people who leave with that kind of bad taste and, you know, the fans' mouths. It's just sort of not a good vibe. They forget about your past successes when you do that. I really like this discussion. And I, I actually want us, I, I, this is something I want us to incorporate more of in, into our, into our lives, into our podcasts is, is like really breaking down those parts of the challenge from fandom wise, like talking about the greatest talking mm -hmm. about, you know, measuring these things against each other. Um, and honestly, guys, like, like expect more of this. And, and, and I really hope that, that, that you guys can participate in stuff like this. I mean, we're, this is, this is why we watch the show. Is it not? This is why we've watched every season. So we can say who the best of the best were. And, um, you know, I'm just going to end it on that. Like, like that's, that's what Wes has a chance to, to cement himself as. 
Yeah, definitely. And something else that we're gonna con- we're gonna start adding to our recaps at the end is a short little power rankings of the teams that are coming in and what we see them doing in the future. So quickly before we end this off, and we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Who are your current top four teams, athleticism wise, social game wise? I mean everything. Just give us your top four teams that you think are actually gonna make it far and are in a great position this season. If I had to pick for myself top four teams right now I mean you have to factor in Natalie and Polly for sure because they are dominating competition wise social game I wouldn't necessarily say that's the same thing and then I'm also going to throw in Zach and Zahida Zach and Zahida have shown out so here's here's where I'm at and I hope that you and I can actually um agree like like, yeah yeah get a consensus I would put Natalie and Polly as number one I actually Um, would as well 100% yeah yeah it's just in terms of of pure performance like they are dominating Mm -hmm. number two I'm going to put Zach and Zahida because they wow, are showing same. out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, same. So, um, number three, I would say Wes and D. Yes, I would agree with that. I think also Turbo and Nani potentially okay. could be third in there because I feel like because of the move they just made, now Nani's standings, even though I think it was a shitty move in a way, I also think it makes her more of like a badass in the house. And so I think okay. that will get, bring more fear amongst other people around them that they're, but I can agree. I think Wes and, and D possibly, and then Turbo Nani. Ooh, who, um, Casey who, brings up a good point. Hunter Georgia. They've been uh, pretty powerful. They have been pretty powerful. They have been pretty powerful. All right. I think maybe I would go, I think maybe I would put Georgia and, and Hunter as number two, actually. Okay, so I would go okay. uh, yeah, above Zach and Zahida because I do think Georgia, while Georgia and Zahida are very similar to me in terms of like smoke a cigarette, compete like a champ. Mm-hmm. I do think that, wow, that's a great merch line. Uh, smoke yes, a cigarette, compete like a champ. Yeah, quote that. T-shirts coming and, 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 then a pic- and then a picture of Alton uh, with a cigarette in his hand and, and like a, a ripped six pack. We're going to get sued for like defamation. Okay, so, <laughs> then, so, then, so, then, um, so then I would do Zach and Zahida third. And then okay. that fourth spot, are we going to give that to Wes and D? Maybe Nani and Turbo over Wes and D. Because well, they just won. But I don't know. I feel like Wes and D are in a better social yeah, position. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, let's let's stick with Wes and D. I Wes think Wes and D. And D. I think Wes and D. I think it was an intentional loss today, in my opinion. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going like to stick with that. I think it's great. I think our runner-ups in terms of who has lots of potential that we can see from, you got like Kyle and Maddie, um, and then obviously Turbo Nani, and Theo you know, Cam and Ash, it's kind of disappointing. Theo Cara, slightly disappointing. Like, I want to see them do some more in the game. Yeah. Personally. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll stick with the top three. That can be the weekly thing. So we've got Pauly yeah. and Natalie at number one. We've got um, uh, Georgia, Hunter Hunter. Georgia at number two. And then Zach, got Zach and Zahid at number three. Yeah, I and like then it. the rest sort of fluctuate after there, but that's definitely our, our power ranking right now. We're excited to hear all of your guys' thoughts. And just so everybody knows, next week we have a special guest coming on because Zach won't be with us for the recap. Uh, not a challenger, somebody in the Saniac family. So we'll announce that later on uh, this week. And we will be doing our lives like this from now on where we post the live uh we post the live video beforehand so you guys can get notifications for them. And also it allows you guys to rewind while we're live. So you can rewind and fast forward and do that and catch up uh, while we're watching it live. So you can feel free like you're live commenting, but still start from the beginning and things like that. So give us some patience while we get through this new tech and things like that. Uh, please visit saniacpodcast.com because it is so beautiful. 
And on top of that, we have just started monetizing the website. So if you see links and ads all over the page, just know that whatever you guys do in terms of clicking and buying through us will provide a little bit of support for this uh, podcast that you guys tune into every week. And we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And of course, as always, review us on all the platforms. iTunes is our favorite spot. We love getting notifications that we got a new review. It makes me very excited. Um, You know, my favorite is when we get shit that's like, oh, obsessed with this or very detailed. Zach is a scoundrel. Zach sucks. Shawnee's great. I love those kind of reviews as well. Um, those are always fantastic. And yeah, Zach, send us off. Uh, everyone, make sure you hit up Shane and tell him to do an interview with us. He actually love you guys. Said he- <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.